This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Thursday, October 26th. This is episode 414. My name is Dan Ellis and I'm joined by two awesome co-hosts. That would be Mr. Ryan Duffy. Oh, that's this fucker right here. And Mr. Taylor Grin. Buongiorno. Buongiorno. Wait. Isn't, I like their pizzas, that Bongiorno. <laughs> <laughs> it's not delivery. It's not delivery. It's Bongiorno. Oh, no. Yeah, sorry. Oh that's DiGiorno. Oh, God. That's a new one. <laughs> uh, that took you <laughs> a second to realize what we were doing, didn't you? Oh, oh. See, you've been away too long. You're getting hey, all, God, you're getting all italicized. <laughs> <laughs> I, I speak sideways. Um, it's all it's all got a particular slant to it. The, <laughs> oh, oh, oh! I almost told I'll a joke that, that would there. have gotten me canceled. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy! So it's been a minute. We haven't recorded together for a while because, again, we just shit keeps getting in the way, man. Uh, what has been new with you guys for, I don't think we've recorded for like three weeks or more. What's What's been yeah. new with you, Ryan? Uh, fuck, that's a hard one to think of. Well, I, I finally moved into my new position and that was part of our schedule changing because I had to change schedules again. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's been fun. I had one guy almost want to fist fight me the other day. Yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> well, that's a that's a great thing to do with your boss, I suppose. I mean, like yeah. you're, you're. Did he think leadership is trial by combat? <laughs> I think so. He was a marine. Yeah. Oh, so well, he, there uh, you go. Throw a crayon at him. <laughs> I, I thought about it. <laughs> yeah, that was that that was fun. That was the, my my one of my first experiences of getting to be like. You motherfuckers need to separate yourselves right the fuck now before something fucking happens. Yeah. So he thought it was appropriate to rip into someone else in front of everyone else. When I was like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? So you're, like, you've been you made. Up? So for people who may not know, you've been, you're, you're a chief now. No, captain. Captain, uh, sorry. Captain. Captain yeah. now, not chief. Chief would be next. Yes, chief is next. Okay, so you're so right you're now, captain, captain now, and you have a crew, and your crew is all new guys. No, well, one newer guy, two older guys, well, one older guy, one young marine, and one guy that's been in the fire service like two years. Yeah. So and how many? And a young priest. <laughs> each each of our crews, it's, our crews are four man crews. So I got three guys underneath me. So you have three direct reports. Yeah. Yeah. And so was it one of your direct reports that wanted to take oh, a yeah. swing at you? Oh yeah. How 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 does how does a new captain respond to such a thing? Well, it's it started off with we have our like our morning meetings like everyone else pretty much has with their works, what's going on for the day and all that kind of shit. And we're at a station with two different, you know, crews that work together. Mm-hmm. 
And he walked out into the stall, saw something he didn't like, came in to yell at the other guy on our crew mm -hmm. in front of everyone. And I told him, hey, let's go outside and talk about this. What's mm -hmm. going on? And he ignored me. And he kept going at that guy. And that guy wasn't having any of it. So they both kept getting louder to the point where I yelled at the two of them to get, shut the fuck up. Let's go outside real quick and figure out what the fuck's going on. About three times. And then he's like, why didn't you back me up? And I'm like, I am never going to back you the fuck up if you are demeaning someone else in front of everyone. Mm -hmm. He's like, well, mm -hmm. you should have backed me up on that. I'm like, no. And then he got mad. And I was between him and the door. So he gave me a good old shove to push me out of the way. And I grabbed him. And I could just feel his whole body tensing up like he's ready to fucking go. I was like, all right, you go to your room and fucking cool off. Mm. Mm. No dinner. <laughs> Gonna put a little note in your employee uh, profile folder, Mr. Man. Now you go off the chain easy, don't you, bud? <laughs> so uh, was there like... Was there a formal disciplinary action? No, I told the chief, like, like after everything got resolved throughout the day, mm -hmm. like, uh, I went in and sat with the fire chief that evening and said, hey, here's the download of what happened today. Mm -hmm. he, is it, and he's like, okay, cool. I'm like, he was basically like, I'm glad you guys took care of it because they're like, we hate when people go above your heads and come straight to us to have all their problems resolved. Mm -hmm. uh, which they tried to do which I headed him off a few times being like no we're going to figure this shit out right the fuck now we don't have to go crying to fucking daddy about every fucking thing that happens when it was a simple thing of he didn't take all of his gear out of his gear bag I'm like are you fucking shitting me that's what this whole fucking thing is about you want to throw down over that Jesus he didn't put his gear out the way you wanted him to put his gear out and that's what this whole fucking, fucking thing is babies. over. I'm like, are you fucking serious? So now I'm like, God damn, I've turned into a fucking dad. <laughs> yeah. And women Taking are too emotional. Children. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I've, I've come to this like conclusion that there is a um, volume theory of drama bullshit, which is that um, drama is a gas. It will expand to fill the container that it is allowed. Mm-hmm. And when there's not enough work to do, people will manufacture drama. Mm -hmm. Well, this is before we even, they got their assignments for the day. Like before, and like this is during our morning meeting where we're figuring out what's going on for the day. So mm -hmm. they, they shouldn't have been bored yet. Mm. <laughs> and yet here we are. Oh, yeah. Fun. So oh. you're digging the new position other than, you know, having to deal with, Bullshit yeah, I'm like settling that. into it. It'll 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 work its way out. It'll it'll become normal. Yeah, uh, dealing with people's petty bullshit sooner or later. Yeah, that's the worst part of of any leadership position is just dealing with bullshit, stupid interpersonal conflicts. Man, like yeah, Jesus Christ, you guys are adults. Why are you acting like children? Yeah, that's pretty much mm -hmm. all it was. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm sorry, man. I know that feel. <laughs> 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 well, and then I got directed yesterday, so I just got off a four-day shift. But oh, fun! That's rough. Eh. Anything, anything else of note over the last little bit? Not that I can think of. My brain is mush. Well, that would be notable. Well, no, well, we're it talking about mushy. It shouldn't anyway. be hard. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, well, I'm glad you. I'm. I'm. Congratulations again on the promotion. That's awesome. Thank you. I'm. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's that's very cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I I hope it doesn't sound condescending when I say I'm proud of you. That's really cool, man. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> what you. what uh, is new with you, Mister Grin? Boo. Um, <laughs> I don't think we've recorded since the end of September, have we? No. Um. Now I went to um, the the most interesting thing that I've done is um, I went to an Italian wedding. Um, oh my god! Good one. That was twelve hours of eating and drinking. Holy shit! That's too like much. like like too much we. So so it was the girlfriend's mom who got remarried, and um, and so this was a low key wedding. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Um, if this is a remarriage and it lasted 12 hours, what is the first marriage? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> um, dawn to dawn is what those oh. look like. Um, so so got to the, the parent place at like 9 in the morning. Um, you know, had a coffee, went to the courthouse. Thing happened. Walk out of the courthouse. Uh, people are passing around a bottle of Prosecco. Um, go to the reception, like an hour of appetizers and Prosecco, and then the meal, which is three hours worth of lunch in like six courses. Oh, geez. Holy and, shit. Uh, yeah. And like, if your glass is ever empty, a waiter appears out of the <laughs> ether and fills it. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was dessert which lasted about two hours. <laughs> and then we retreated back to the bride and groom's home where we had pizza and wait for it more Prosecco. <laughs> <laughs> How many Ubers and, did they have waiting outside the wedding to DD y'all? Ryan, 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 this is <laughs> rural Italy. <laughs> Everybody walks. <laughs> we just yeah. bounce off the or old crashes stone walls. or just, yeah. Well, and the thing is, is it's Prosecco. So, like, you basically sip at a pace where you're just, like, always constantly about, like, 2.5 drinks worth of buzzed. And you just maintain that for the entire day. That's not bad. There was a point at which, yeah, there was a point at which the men were saying that they needed to go to the bathroom just to get a breather. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how much more of this I could take, man. (laughs) But it was delightful. It was fantastic. Like, I mean, I had a blast, but holy shit. (laughs) Was it an event? Great event. Awesome event. Exhausting. (laughs) They take their weddings and food and drink very seriously there in, 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 in the Italy's. Yeah. Yeah, it's surprising to me that Halloween hasn't picked up because you will find hmm. any opportunity to throw a party. <laughs> yeah, I see your Halloween decoration behind you. Yeah, I've got I've got that, and then uh, these guys, which Bree got, oh. I think are really cute. <laughs> yeah, Little ghost. That's ghosts. about it. That is about the extent of it. Yeah. <laughs> is, it is that a ghost salt shaker? <laughs> uh, no, it's like a little thing that you can put a candle in and the eyes light up. And same mm-hmm. with the little pumpkins. Yeah, but they're ceramic, so I can use them year over year. <laughs> yeah, Tracy took down uh, some of the Christmas direct decorations that were still up, 
just in time to put up some <laughs> Halloween decorations before she's got to put the Christmas decorations back up again. So, hey, man, and we were we were living Avocado. in COVID times. Like, time time is a flat circle. It, nothing really mattered. Yeah. Leave your decorations up and fuck everything. <laughs> so I told Sarah I was going to get a, a dynamic a demonic presence outside holding up Santa's head with blood dripping out of its neck. And that way we can leave it for Halloween and Christmas. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And then, and then for a, a buddy at work joked goes, then for Thanksgiving, all you got to do is like put uh, like a, uh, uh, a little feathered hat on top of uh Santa. And I'm like, then I put a pilgrim hat on the devil. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Oh no, that would be fun. <laughs> um, not a whole lot new. Well, there's yeah, there's actually a shit ton new with me. Um, <laughs> but it was too much to cover in in the opening segment here. Uh, probably the biggest thing is, oh, we're going to uh Puerto Vallarta for Christmas. Yeah. Finally, you getting are not coming back from that house that you showed the place that you're staying at. Yeah, the, the images you shared earlier today. Yeah. Uh, I I see you renouncing your U.S. citizenship and just claiming a stake to that fucking place. <laughs> it's really fucking nice. I'm super excited about it. And uh, it we were looking at some other properties that um, ultimately ended up just being a little too pricey for the number of people that we have going. But um, we're thinking about trying to book another trip either next year or the following year and get more people to go. There's there are two properties in particular that we were looking at. Uh, one of them is uh, that we would rent out the entire top floor of a condominium. Pablo complex. Escobar's villa. Yeah, it's it's an entire <laughs> like the entire top floor and rooftop balcony are part of a penthouse complex uh, oh. with I think six different bedrooms, and like you've got your own private pool. Like you own that top of the building for as long as you're there. And it has its own private beach. It has a full suite of staff that cook you gourmet breakfasts and uh, lunch if you want. And then you can also hire them for dinner or you can go out for dinner. Uh, you can have things catered. They've got full cleaning staff. They're on, did I mention their own private beach that is manicured <laughs> yes, yes. daily? They've got attendants out Wait, there so to provide towels What's that? They break it Damn, every morning. You, you so listen, no we're going to lose Patreon support. You got to stop. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we hadn't really gone on a vacation for the last few years. We'd, we'd gone on little trips, but no, hey, you know, we hadn't gone on a big all, vacation for a while. So to the rest of our patrons, I'm spending Christmas vacation at work. So <laughs> same, same. I, I, I am working New Year, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day and New Year's. I will be at work. Oh, poor Ryan. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, and I had a seven-day break originally. Then I had to change my shift. And now I'm working all of them. I originally had them all off. Oh, <laughs> oh. bummer. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. Uh, the place that we did that we did book, I'm glad that we put through our booking request last night because I checked it this morning and somebody booked the days immediately following our departure. And I'm oh, sure shit. that they may have like, wanted to extend like yeah, like into your vacation. Yeah, we're gonna be there through yeah. Christmas. We're leaving the day after Christmas, and then last night the the rest of the month was all open. This morning, when I looked at it again, it's all booked now. So mm. I'm really glad wow. that we got our request in last night because 
It's really cool, and I'm very excited about it. It looks like a cool I, spot. I mean this in a non-pejorative way. In fact, it will be almost certainly more fun as a result of it. But I've heard that Puerto, no, that that Puerto oh. Vallarta is one of the like gayest vacation spots in the world. Oh, it like, absolutely like, is. Appa- for some, yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. don't know why. I haven't looked too much in the history of it, but apparently it is a very popular destination for LGBTQ plus people. Oh, yeah. So it absolutely is. Like, it's going to be a blast. Yeah. Dan yeah. won't have to run into a stupid American there yelling, America first, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. There are those people occasionally, but, you know, last time I, I've been to Puerto Vallarta before and the where we're staying is in the Zona Romantica. And yes, it is ah, mm, very yep. much uh, an LGBTQ haven, and you know, mm-hmm. at least one of our friends that's going with us is is a big old gay. So you know, <laughs> so he'll he'll have a good time, I'm sure. Um, he'll get the down low yeah. on the good nightclubs to go to with the good drinks. Oh yeah, there. Last time we were there, oh. we went to a couple different drag bars that were just a total fucking blast. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, on vacations it's a great like place. that, I just like like. Give give the the mixed drink the purple nipple like the correct name because I just want to suck on one of those for <laughs> hours straight. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm super looking forward to it. We're flying first class. We got first class tickets to go uh, round trip and staying at this super nice uh, private villa with a private pool. And yeah, I'm I am so looking forward to it. It's going to be awesome. Uh, so listeners to support my Patreon go to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there has been a shit ton of news over the last month. We will try to cover well, some of it. Nothing big has happened, right? <laughs> we'll try to cover a little bit of it when we get back from this little break. I'm Bryce Barkenagel. Have you ever wondered if Joseph Smith was drugging the early Mormons? Turns out it might be possible when you have a... Fantastic congregation that is witnessing angels floating around in the rafters and think that the temple is on fire and they're running out in the snow and writhing around on the ground naked? Yeah, as it turns out, drugs might be the best explanation. Be sure to check out my Sunstone Symposium presentation on the Joseph Smith Entheogen Theory by punching that into any YouTube browser. And thank you so much for checking that out, and be sure to check out the Naked Mormonism podcast. This is The Godless Revolution. Sex is horrible and no one really likes it. So that's what I play whenever I uh, catch a kid with a condom. My readers will love this. Oh, and this is what I play whenever I catch a student with drugs. Meth gives you joy only gods can experience, but don't do it. Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, For those of you who don't know, and I don't know how you could possibly not at this point, um, but the uh, House side of Congress was without a speaker for... Mm. Two, three weeks? For, yeah, Two, a little over three weeks. They were moving into the yeah. fourth week before they finally landed on somebody. In the meantime, though, so as a quick breakdown, we had Kevin McCarthy occupying the mm-hmm. seat of House Speaker, who's just 
Oh my God, what a what a bootlicking dickwad that guy is. What an asshole, lying, sycophantic prick who will do anything and climb over everybody in order to get a it's, fucking title of House Speaker. Yeah. He's wanted that for Dan, a long time. Dan, that's a lot of words to say Republican. <laughs> I, I, I was just going to describe him as, as the guy that if you said, I need your lunch money, he'd be like, okay. Well, I'll have to I, check and see. I really like the way that... Um, the New York Times Daily um, uh, guy said today, he was like, there's a, there's a saying in Washington that every senator looks in the mirror and sees a potential president. Well, apparently, every member of the House looks in the mirror and sees a potential speaker of the House because oh. they were up to like seven yeah. candidates. Mm-hmm. It was bad. Then all their backdoor secret meetings. Let's continue with the timeline, though. Yeah. So, so McCarthy had wanted that position like ever since he was a little bastard, and <laughs> you know he grew up to be a big bastard. And yeah. finally, you know, Daddy let him wear the shoes for a little while, and he moved into the Speaker's office. Was having a grand old time with the grand old party, but you know, then he decided. That in order to gain that seat, he wanted to give away all kinds of concessions to the radical right wing fucking lunatics. The, the Freedom Caucus. Yeah. Uh, of which McCarthy was, you know, he, he was one of the young guns. He was one of the libertarian fuckheads who basically kicked off all of this bullshit. He was a tea partier before he was one of the young guns that have now turned into the Freedom Caucus. Like, there, the the Republicans keep trying to move the Overton window farther and farther to the right, and they've been largely successful in doing so. Oh yeah, but in the meantime, their party has basically—I wouldn't say they've driven themselves into complete irrelevance yet, but they're well on their fucking way. Like nobody takes them seriously anymore, and the people who are their largest supporters are also the biggest fucking crackpots on the face of the planet. You've got a bunch of howler monkeys screaming and flinging poo in every direction. Just, they're not there to govern. They're not there to improve the lives of anybody. They're there to fucking whine about shit and try to raise money and get attention. That's all Mm -hmm. they are. That's their whole fucking purpose for existing these days. Which is why they wanted McCarthy because he was one of the highest earners for the Republican party. Yeah. He's a, he's a really big fundraiser. He can, he can bring in the bucks for sure. And yeah. Uh, apparently, Matt Gates and his crazy eights, <laughs> the, the 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 gang of eight miscreants, among the other miscreants in the Republican Party, uh, decided that they did not like Kevin McCarthy for oh various and sundry reasons. There's a whole list of grievances that anybody and everybody could ever have against Kevin McCarthy. Most of them entirely valid. Uh, it seems to be that Gates's biggest problem with Kevin McCarthy is that Kevin McCarthy did not attempt <laughs> did not attempt to squash an ethics investigation into Gates following all of the allegations of him trafficking young girls and doing drugs and all of Which the potential a lot of evidence for yeah, all of the potential ethics violations that he is still being investigated for mm-hmm. and well, McCarthy's term as Speaker of the House had aged to two years, which meant that Gates was starting to get interested in fucking it. So, <laughs> oh, I've not heard that one. That is great. 
Uh, it shouldn't be good. It shouldn't that's, be a good joke, but that it's bad I and, and so good at the same time. <laughs> uh, and so Gates used the weapon that Kevin McCarthy handed to him and called for a vote of no confidence, basically, which then put it to the floor for a vote on whether Republicans and Democrats, basically, if the House wanted to keep Kevin McCarthy as their speaker, Democrats weren't going to step in to try to save nope. his ass because he's a but craven. Apparently, it was, it was all the Democrats' fault in this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the Democrats are the ones who ousted him. Uh, but, you know, they weren't going to jump to his defense because he's a craven asshole and had blamed them for nearly shutting down the government when they're not the ones in control in the House. That's yep. that's his team. So, and if, and if I'm not mistaken, this led to the first time in world history a House speaker has been ousted from his position. Not the first time it has been an, a vote to oust. The first time it's succeeded. Yeah, yeah I I don't know if it's the yes. Is it the very yeah, yeah it's think, the first and only it, time that they've actually the removed the House speaker to oust, but it's the mm -hmm. first time that one has actually been ousted. Uh, mm -hmm. like other and also, it's failed. the longest time the House has gone without a speaker. Ooh, yeah, I didn't know that one. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, McCarthy just set all kinds of new records and precedents and and <laughs> things that will be recorded in history <laughs> as being the the only speaker in history to take was it fifteen or seventeen votes initially rounds of voting to win the seat. Yep. Um, to be voted out of the seat by his own party, uh, to, I think, serve as the shortest amount of time as Speaker of the House. Um, well, we should measure that in Scaramucci's. <laughs> it was interesting, though, like some of the people who initially voted to remove him from his own party, uh, Tim Burchett in particular, that guy who sounds like he's just dumb as fucking anything you could think of when he speaks to anybody. Like, I'm a very good friend of Mr. McCarthy, but I did not agree with some of the things he was doing. And, you know, it was that I voted him out. I didn't think it would actually happen. What the <laughs> fuck are you voting for? Yes, you voted that way. Stupid. Uh, dumb motherfucker. Uh, I just, and Nancy Mace, who's, oh my God, just an epic fucking failure of a person. Giant fucking clown wandering around with the scarlet A on her chest. Not yeah. knowing what well, the fuck that means. What, means. <laughs> what was that about? Like, because I've I've checked out a obviously, lot of like American horse race politics. Well, obviously she didn't read the book, and she was calling herself out as an adulterer, and probably she didn't know that. Well, I mean, was that book the Bible? No, that's the only one no, they pretend to no, have read. That, yeah, no, that, it's, yeah, it's yeah. yeah, no, yeah. You know, she yeah. she uh, clearly hasn't read the Scarlet Letter by Nathaniel Hawthorne, and does not know at all apparently what the what the A stands for. Although it's my understanding that it may be appropriate for her to wear it. Uh, it's <laughs> it sounds as though from a lot of the uh, kind of underground rumblings that I hear about her, the the Scarlet A would have been a well earned thing for her to don. But, Yikes. you know, all of these people who, who voted Kevin McCarthy out never had a fucking plan to replace him, didn't have anything going forward, just, we don't like Kevin, so we're going to get rid of him. So Wait, 
Wait, real quick interjection. Have we done a show since Bobert was jacking off that guy at Beetlejuice? I don't think no. we have. No. Oh, man. Okay. I just want to just like, we can keep going, but I just wanted to mention that <laughs> Bobert to told me was jacking off a guy at Beetlejuice. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Sorry. Continue. The person of family values. Yeah. That, we, yeah. Well, we may, I don't know. Shit. I can't remember if we mentioned that in the last episode or not. Actually, we might have. I think I remember I might yeah. have chimed in with a bad joke about it last time. Maybe so. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Well, my bad then. My bad. I just, yeah. But she's, what a what a shitty human being she is too. But like, yeah. So, so he gets removed. Then there's this long period of people who say, oh, I volunteer as tribute to have my name <laughs> dragged through the mud and shit on by members of my own party. Uh, as long as, you know the chief orange dickhead doesn't say anything bad about me. I might be able to get into the seat. Uh, so following McCarthy, I think the, who was the first person who we thought may have an actual chance and that they held votes for Jim helped, uh, cover up the rapes of students at his college, Jordan, Jordan. Yes. Well, he was actually, he would actually be the third because before him was Steve oh, Scalise. Was Scalise? Yeah. Yeah. yeah but we didn't whip, go to right? any votes for that. Yeah. Steve well, Scalise dropped out before any voting happened. Yeah. So Steve Scalise okay. won their internal little voting rounds. Yeah. To to see who within their conference they they decided they wanted to nominate as speaker for, to hold an actual house, uh, an actual vote on the house of or on the floor of the house. For those of you who yeah. don't follow politics, Steve Scalise was who. Uh, Kevin Spacey was in season one of House of Cards. <laughs> Only he's really shitty at it. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. That's was his that job. before the raping or after the raping? Well, it's Jim Jordan. So well, let's talk about Kevin Spacey. Way. Oh well, I mean, he's basically portraying Jim Jordan. So okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's a very incestuous role that these people are playing. <laughs> Um, I think, I think actually we do need to say alleged after the court cases in England for legal purposes, for Spacey. alleged Jim Jordan yeah, is yeah. an alleged human being. Okay. Uh, yeah. Also that. Yes. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, following Scalise was Jim Jordan who from all accounts worked pretty fucking hard to tank the nomination of Steve Scalise. And mm-hmm. then worked really fucking hard uh, to tank anybody who was planning to vote against him or who had voted against him in the three rounds of voting that were actually brought to the floor of the House. In- including calling members' wives and threatening them to get their husbands to vote for him. Yeah. Yeah, like wild <laughs> shit. And I'm trying to remember the name of the representative who, who basically said, you know, well, these people aren't getting aren't getting death threats because they're not voting for, or they're not getting death threats because they voted against Jim Jordan. They voted against Jim Jordan and now they're getting death threats or something like that, where it's like, you're saying the same fucking thing. You're just rearranging the words, asshole. Like they're saying boo earns. (laughs) (laughs) Like, and, and as if, you know, death threats are now a thing to normalize. That's just how our politics works. And apparently, yeah, that's that's the latest sentiment and line of thinking in the Republican Party is that death threats are perfectly acceptable. It just is, you know, it's, it's par for the course. Comes as a natural thing that people do in politics these days. Following Jim Jordan's embarrassment, 
uh, three voting rounds in, in which he lost more votes during each round, each time. during each consecutive round of voting. We then adjourned for a while and there was a lot of mudslinging and name calling and names put forward and names withdrawn. And out of that disarray, a white knight emerged in the form of, of Emmer. Uh, oh, yeah. Jim, what the hell is his name? Well, Emmer's got the nomination and then denied it two hours later. Yeah. And that was when well, Marjorie Taylor Greene came out and right? said, well, he got the behind closed doors. He got the nomination from the Republican Party for them to vote for him on the floor. It never made it to the floor. And in that in-between time before he dropped out and after they agreed to have him is when Marjorie Taylor Greene stepped out and gave a new little news interview saying, oh, no, I cannot vote for Emmers because he did not vote to kick the transgenders out of the military. And he also agreed with gay rights. So he is not for us. Yeah. Tom Emmer is, is the guy's name. I couldn't think of his first name. Um, who, who had a very short lived and ill fated run at the position of speaker of the house. That was a few hours. It was derailed by people such as Marjorie Taylor green, but then was absolutely thrown off the rails and into a ditch by Marmalade Jesus, who <laughs> said that, I don't really like him. He's, he's not a very good person. So that basically tanked him. That's why it happened so quick. Like Trump was in New York and in between, like they had a little break in court. He walked out in front of the cameras, said he didn't like Emmer. And within, I think it was... 15, 20 minutes, Emmer dropped. Like he was just, well, yeah. Cheeto Jesus doesn't like me, so I guess I'm done. <clears throat> I'm not going to get the nomination. And it's you know, because. He's got fucking what? 96 accusations against him right now. Yeah. Well, and, and, the, and Trump's biggest complaint about him was that he did not vote to decertify the elections. So he, he, he voted to certify the election. And that's a, apparently a big no no. Um, and so then they went back to the drawing board. Um, I think they took the weekend off, came back, held another vote in, uh, their own little conference, had their own little conference meeting and emerged with a new name, Mike Johnson, the soft-spoken little known Christian lunatic who is now yep. house speaker after being voted into that position unanimously by all members of his party. I think there were two people who voted present instead of voting for him. No, no, I don't think anyone voted. I thought it was, he had uh, the, he had 220 vote for him. I didn't, th I didn't think there was any present or others. Hmm. Maybe it was one. And then they lit white smoke in the window. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so he is now the new speaker of the house. I do not know how long that will last. I think the same rules are in place where one member can mm -hmm. step forward and basically ask for a vote of no confidence well, to remove him from the seat. There was also the interim between Jim Jordan and Emmers where they tried to get them all to come in and basically sign a new pact saying that whoever we decide to vote for, you are all voting for. Mm -hmm. Like you don't get a choice. Whoever we choose is your choice. Well, and they also tried to mm. elevate the Speaker Tempore, McHenry, into the position to basically, basically enable said, more powers for him. 
He said, fuck you. I do not want that role. I will resign. Well, a whole lot of members of, mm-hmm. of the Republican conference said, no, that would be bad. That sets a whole new precedent. It, it sets, you know, whole new rules in place that if we're not in power now, then, then this can be a thing that's, you know, we don't want to normalize this going forward, which, you know, I, I agree with. They probably shouldn't do that. Like you, actually, you need an actual Speaker of the House. Uh, so then that was tanked. And as you mentioned, Ryan, he, McHenry himself said, oh, no, fuck that. If you want me to do yeah. that, I'm, I'm like, I'm not going to accept I'm done. it. Like, yeah, I'll just, I'll leave. I don't want to be, I don't want to be speaker and try to control all of you fucking dipshits. Try to, try to <laughs> gather you all to vote one way or another. Um, yeah. So yeah, then they did no, decide on Mike right. Johnson and he's an absolute fucking turd of a person. He's awful. He's, he's uh, a silent Jim Jordan. Yeah, he's he's a capable attorney, and by all accounts and reporting from other members, even on the Democratic side, is a nice, quote, nice guy, but has monstrous views on a bunch of different things. He is absolutely anti-LGBTQ, the whole mm-hmm. spectrum of people in that community, gays, lesbians, bisexual, trans, uh, intersex, questioning, religious. all of them. They're all... Acting immorally, he does not at all support same-sex marriage. He thinks that needs to be rolled back. He is... He's sponsored bills to uh, have a national ban on abortion. Yep, he's an, he's rabidly anti-choice, anti-health care for women. Uh, he's pro-forced abortion or pro-forced birth for, for women. Uh, wants to remove any and all restrictions on restricting who can have an abortion. He like, yep. He wants to put in place basically a federal national ban on abortion at all levels, with no exceptions at all. Not even for incest. No exceptions for rape. Basically, if a man rapes any woman anywhere, she would then have to be forced into birthing that fetus. Yeah, according to Mike Johnson, because that's the way God wants it to be. He is. Super duper Christian, um, as Taylor mentioned, as a, is a creationist and completely deluded about how the world works, how it came into existence, and who controls everything. And that's he bad. helped acquire government funding for the Ark uh, oh, thing, I didn't know the Ark Encounter in Kentucky. Yeah, no, oh. because we're actually enough years now from the Bush administration that like. Some of the younger atheist listeners to the show may not like really grasp what creationists are. People who think that the earth is six to 10,000 years old, that's who those are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he's, he's uh, an awful person. He worked well, for a very long time with the Alliance Defending Freedom, which is basically just a Christofascist organization of attorneys who are working to instill or install people in positions of power, uh, working with people like, uh, what the fuck is Leonard Leo to get judges into the federal courts Mm -hmm. and state courts everywhere. Basically they're trying to institute crystal fascism throughout the land. And it's really bad. Go read handmaid's tale and then know that that's what they're trying to do. Yeah. He would, Uh, he he would be on the side of Gilead for sure. So he's also, uh, the Louisiana representative. Mm Mm-hmm who helped co-author a bill for the state of Texas to keep Trump in office. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they wanted to uh, basically have the Supreme Court 
reinstall yeah. Trump as yeah. as president as president of the United States. He made all kinds of legal yeah. arguments for that. He's the primary architect of that entire effort to take all the the not swing like uh, Wisconsin, Michigan, and a bunch of all those other states that were really close, and basically say nope, throw those out. Trump wins. But the thing that Mike Johnson has going for him is that he speaks softly and wears a grin he while he's long. stabbing you in the heart. That's <laughs> that. Those are those are his primary uh, benefits but that he brings to the table. He, even when people were going to bat for McCarthy, all I heard them was like, McCarthy's got all these bills through the house and it's the Senate. That's the problem. And blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, motherfuckers, the bills that you're passing through to send to the Senate to hopefully go to the president's desk to sign will not pass the Senate <laughs> or the president's signature. So uh -huh. you are just jerking uh -huh. yourself off, you motherfuckers. Yeah, it's weird how all of these people who have magical beliefs just think that by magic they can do whatever the fuck they want, that they don't have yeah. to work with anybody else. Uh -huh. It's like if and you believe in thing. one nonsense thing, it just leads to a whole bunch of other nonsense bullshit you believe it, in. Well, honestly, uh, no, that's, what, yeah, that's what got but, McCarthy out of the position was the fact that he worked with fucking Democrats. Uh -huh. But that's Him that's the thing, Jimmy. though, is is that they don't believe government works and they want you to vote for them so they can prove their point. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Like their, their, their job is not to create any sort of policy. Their job is to prevent policy from happening. Yeah. Um, while they win at local offices, while they get, um, you know, conservative judges appointed who can slowly turn America into a crystal fascist like state. And while there is a democratic president, and the Democratic Senate, their entire job is to stop those wheels of government from turning, and they are succeeding. Yep. And they wanted the government to shut down. McCarthy got the uh, the Democrats to vote to pass a continuing resolution. The government did not shut down, which alleviates their goal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and to Taylor's point, I mean, Jim Jordan was all on fire to be House Speaker. He's been in Congress for 16 years and hasn't passed one bit of legislation. Not one yeah. fucking bill has ha, has Jim Jordan's name on it. The only thing he has done there in these 16 fucking years that he's been in power in Congress is to try to tear shit down. He's not building, well, he's not helping anybody. He's just working uh -huh. to tear shit down. Uh -huh. He's co-authored yep. bills to get memorials put up for people and none of them have passed. <laughs> he hasn't passed anything with his name on it. No. And that's where I, yeah. someone got up on one of those days and they're like, he has, he's gotten his, he's done this bill and this bill's like, no, he didn't do that. Just because he signed on to a bill that didn't pass. Doesn't mean he wrote legislation or authored legislation or got legislation mm -hmm. passed. He has done absolutely nothing his entire time in office. Yeah. Other than be a giant prick and a thorn in yeah. people's side. <sighs> I did love that the person who brought out the fact that he's never done anything in office was Mitt Romney. Oh, man. Let's talk about Mitt Romney in the C block because, oh, boy, I have some thoughts about that guy. Okay, let's go. Okay, we'll do that in oh, just really? a Oh, yeah, we got to okay. pause. We'll do that in just a minute. My name is Tony from the God Chat podcast. 
It's the podcast where I chat to the creator of the universe, God. It's a podcast where we aim to blend humour and philosophy, or humosophy as some people are calling it. In reality, each episode is 20 minutes of poorly curated nonsense, and you probably won't enjoy it. Oh, and by the way, you're listening to the Godless Revolution podcast. Does that make sense, Tony? Does it? Oh, fuck off, God. God Chat with God and Tony. Hey, Reverend Klein. Oh, hey, Chip. Hey, uh, do you have a minute? Yeah. Um, I just want to say that I'm really sorry about the other night. I wasn't thinking, and that's... I'm sorry. You coming here and saying that, Jesus teaches us to forgive. That's all you had to do. Who's Jesus? Oh, oh, oh yeah, the guy from the Bible. Yeah, oh, the Bible guy. Yeah. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! And we're back! You and the audience don't know, but there was like literally 30 seconds break in between there because... Yeah. I like, said, let's just fucking roll. I said, let's roll. I have a lot of thoughts about Mitt Romney, and not many of them are good. Before moving on to Romney, just just a quick addendum to the thing about Mike Johnson. I am, you know, sorely disappointed in the Republican Party as as always and probably oh, yeah. forever um, that they chose him. I was encouraged to hear him mutter things about. He wants to make sure that they can get to work fast and make sure that the government doesn't shut down. Yay. That's good for everybody. Yeah, but what does that mean for him? And he wants to, you know, his one of the so his his first act as speaker was to, uh, you know, move to pass uh, uh, something saying that, you know, Hamas bad. No good. We support Israel. OK, fine. Great. And, Does that surprise you? Yeah, like that was that was his that was his number one priority. Uh, but then you know he he has said that he wants to move on to making sure that the government doesn't shut down, which is good. So yeah, that I, I'm taking a little bit of a wait and see approach with him, with the expectation that he's going to be no better than anybody else from the Republican Party who has held that seat. You probably won't like me saying this, huh. but he needs to listen to Turtle Man. Needs to listen to McConnell for what? What, what did because McConnell say to him? As much as I don't like McConnell, uh -huh. McConnell has recently said, no, if a bill comes that says that we will support both Ukraine and mm. Israel, it will pass. Mm -hmm. Give us the bill that supports Ukraine and Israel, not just Israel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but and the fear there is yeah. that bill. Yeah, and the fear there is that if it doesn't include Ukraine, that because that because Orange Jesus is against Ukraine because they didn't do his illegal bidding in the run up to the 2020 election, yeah. that then that funding will just be cut off and and will never be started up again. Which is yeah. god just so fucking stupid. What like talk about waste fraud and abuse. Holy fuck billions yeah. and billions of dollars down the fucking tubes to then just yank it all back and go, no, we want you to yeah. lose now. Yeah. Fucking stupid. Um, moving on. I wanted to talk about Mitt Willard Romney. <laughs> Mittens. It's a uh, kitty name. Just. 
it, I, I have been personally delighted in both, both delighted and horrified by his mm, departure. Yeah. Not ascension in the Republican party for sure. His decline, his, his announcement that he'll be retiring because he understands he he can't win. Yeah. He understands that there's no fucking way he's going to win reelection. I mean, you're talking about all bridges with Republicans in Utah. Yeah. You're talking about the Republican nominee for president who, you know, was a cunt hair away from holding the presidency and, and the guy who said that the greatest threat to America's safety was Russia in 2012. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The binders full of women, high pockets, yeah. <laughs> high pockets, mom jeans wearing Mormon with yeah. elevators for his cars and mansions scattered across the globe uh, yeah. is somehow the voice of reason within the Republican Party these days. And he's being drummed out of it because of that. Um, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I am of mixed emotion when it comes to, uh, Mr. Mittens because he's just been such a weak and feckless little bitch about so many things. Like just make up your fucking mind, dude. You can't ride that line. He's there. There are two books coming out a bit about Mitt Romney. Oh, um, I didn't know that. One of them that is autobiographical. Another one that is a biography from somebody who was granted, you know, unprecedented access to him over the last several years. So that one might be more truthful unless it's written by a Mormon author. Well, um, I don't know. I don't. That's an interesting question. I don't know if the author is LDS or not. But you know, it paints a profile of a man who would like to say that it's a profile in courage, but it's not really. <laughs> it's a profile in. Gosh, I really don't want to have to do this, but I will kind of sort of like his the the whole bullshit about when, you know, before Trump was ever voted into office, Mittens tried to warn everybody about how bad the orange menace would be, how yeah, much, how damaging it would be to not only the Republican Party, but to the country as a whole. And, you know, he you was right. He did make a lot of rumblings ahead of time. He he voiced his concerns. It all fell on deaf ears. And then when he had a chance to make sure that it wouldn't fucking happen again, he half-assed the whole fucking mm-hmm. thing. Voted in favor of one of the impeachment articles and voted against the other. So it's a complete wash. Because he had to play both sides so he can be reelectable. Yeah, it's a complete wash. Mm-hmm. And and in listening to and watching some of the um, interviews for, uh, you know, People talking about the the two books that will be coming out about Romney, I think they're actually available now. I I've not yet picked them up, but to hear them talk about you know his internal struggles and just how sad he was at watching the ascendance of the MAGA wing of the party and the Tea Party wing of the party, and you know what was it that Romney may have possibly done to provide aid and comfort to these people and to help them in their ascendancy to power and 
lamenting and thinking about all of the different things that he may have been able to do differently and and you know what was it that he did that could have brought this thing into being and it's like dude you spent your entire fucking career building a pathway for these people don't be surprised that they're now in power and kicking you the fuck out because you're such a weak little bitch about shit like if yeah. you've got a position make it known stay on that position don't try to ride the line just to maintain power that makes you a weak piece of shit I, I have no sympathy for him at all because he has had it within his grasp and and within his power to help shape the opinion and views of so many people. And every fucking time and at every fucking turn, he failed because he was afraid of losing that bit of power. That's not a leader. That's somebody who wants to try to maintain power, not lead people. So I have zero fucking sympathy for that guy. Yeah. I ranted a bit there. Sorry. But I know. Yeah. No, yeah, you, you ranted. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't have sympathy for him either to a point, but I am not happy that his side of the Republican Party is dying. It's their own fucking fault, though. Like, it is their own they fault. They cut their own that, throats. But, but I look at the, the repercussions of them not standing up and taking more of a fight has a very negative effect on the rest of the country. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. It's their own fault that they're dying out. It's their own fault that the MAGA side of the Republican Party is gaining more control. The Freedom Caucus is gaining more control. The extreme right side of the Republican Party is gaining more control because they did not stand up because they needed to raise money. They needed to play nice with the rest of those fucking extremists so they would get money for their re-election campaigns and all that. They play too fucking nice when the other side does not fucking play nice. Mm -hmm. they fucked up in their calculations mm -hmm. and I think they fucked up in realizing as, as, as sad as it is the power that the Trump name has now brought to politics on that side of the aisle where if you do anything against what the MAGA side wants or what Trump says you are automatically vilified as a rhino you are a Republican in name only you no longer represent the Republican Party when those people used to be the staunch Republicans, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they used to be the side of the Republican party that we would rail at. Now we're kind of like, we want them back because they at least kept it semi neutral, which is a fucking sad point yeah. to be at. So I am sad to see that side of the Republican party die because that was the only side of the Republican party that had the balls to reach across the aisle and actually work with Democrats and do shit to get stuff done. Well, it's the only bit of the party oh. that was actually interested in in governance. Like the rest of the yes. the Republican Party yes. that is in power now and is and is still in ascendancy to to more, even greater power are the bits of the Republican Party who are absolutely no compromise, no governance, nothing. They want to just tear it all down. Yeah, they are and not it's, interested. It's, they're not interested in governance or compromise. They're interested in dominance. And it's, it's turned mm -hmm. into a tribalistic fight, in my opinion, where it's, we have to win this fight at all fucking costs. Mm -hmm. If it means burn it all to the ground, burn it to the ground. As long as we win in the end, we don't fucking care. Even if you're the minority in the, in those opinions, yeah. burn it to the fucking mm -hmm. ground as long as we win. They're on the fascism or bust bus. Is not a good route to be on, which is why... I don't have sympathy for Romney. I've never been a Romney fan, but I've had times where I'm like, I agree with what you're saying. 
because mm-hmm. at least you're making fucking sense. Mm-hmm. And that part of the Republican Party is sadly dying out where I can go, hey, I can agree with that. I can see you mm-hmm. making sense. Yeah, 80% of the time I disagree with your ass. But this 20% over here, yeah, we can find common ground and agreement to work on something is gone. Well, it, it's the it's the David from uh, quote, right? Um, the the Republican Party, the positions that they have argued as like culture war positions since the um, Rush Limbaugh era, oh fuck um, him, are happening, right? Mm. And and because they're actually accomplishing those positions, like repealing Roe v. Wade, yeah, um, they have demonstrated themselves to be wildly unpopular, right? So they they are the dog that has caught the car, so to speak, and. And Dave Frum, uh, editor-at-large at The Atlantic, former George Bush speechwriter, right? Also a guy who debated Steve Bannon once, which was kind of fun to watch, mm-hmm. um, has this quote, if conservatives become convinced they cannot win democratically, they will not abandon conservatism. They no will abandon. reject democracy. Yep. 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 And we're seeing that in real time, which is, which is exciting. Scary. Yeah. <laughs> it's not upsetting. It's fucking scary. Terrifying. Was mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's all, it's all not good. It's not good, man. Yeah. Well, and, and even, God, I just going back to the house speaker thing and Mike Johnson, like people like Ken Buck, who made a principled stand against a couple different nominees. You know, he didn't want to vote for Jim Jordan because Jim Jordan is an election denier. But then, yeah. and he said that he wouldn't vote for an election denier. Didn't stop him from voting for Mike Johnson, who was one of the chief architects of denying of the, the election. election. Denial. Just unprincipled, immoral, unethical fuck sticks. All of them. Like, I can't, I can't think of a single person in the Republican Party at the national level anyway, that isn't just a giant fucking asshole, like willing to be on board for fascism as long as it, as long as they can stay in power and get some of that sweet fascist pie. Yeah. And I don't like it. Uh, but we've, we've, Mm. we've run out of time for this episode. Um, it's been a real pleasure chatting with you fellas. It's been a minute. Uh, yeah. I liked it. I got to I got to have some catharsis, get a little screaming, a <laughs> little ranting out of the way. Like, I I think honestly, this is a is a really good release for me because otherwise, I just end up in the you know screaming at the TV in the kitchen as I'm watching the news. And that, this is our mm-hmm. our version of therapy. <laughs> the, the dogs get upset. Tracy will go into another room because I'm just yelling at the te- at at the television. You you lying bastard! You son of a bitch! Yeah, I've I've turned into the angry old crank who yells at his TV. Man so. yells at cloud. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get off my lawn. Um, but uh, before we go, I want to make sure that we thank our Patreon supporters because y'all keep the show going, and we appreciate you ever, ever so much. That would be just anti-pro-fascist. Carvo's temporary food servant, Kevin Shield. Crucify the like button, leave a review on iTunes, and rate the show five times a day towards Cilia Gray. Steve Kuno. Sinead Duffy. Tiffany Hudson. John McCullough. Ollie Olson. Vanessa. Two skeptical chaps. Who apparently have not been touched by his noodly appendage. 
What? Steven Andrus. Savita Kuna. Martina Fern. Yeah. Dan Daniel Mr. Dr. Dan wanted to know what Christmas was. Oh fuck. Yeah. We Nuts. can't be friends anymore. Nuts. Uh not Franz Kafka. That's fairly easy. Man, that bugs me for some reason. Um <laughs> Jonathan. Error four oh four. God not found. Up Doug Willoughby. Marvin Draken. Avocado's stinky sandcastle. Don't be a Richard. McKenz Peterson. All hail peanut butter, and they are barking for peanut butter right now. <laughs> I can mm-hmm. I can hear them, and I'm thinking, oh, shit, yeah. my dogs are just out roaming the house. Tracy had to go run some errands. Take her mom to some places. So I, I've just <laughs> I locked the dogs out of the studio, and I'm hoping that they don't tear the house apart while I'm in here. Uh, yeah, same here. <laughs> Utah Outcasts. That guy. Wesley Aaron. Jeremy Goodson, because I think we skipped him on accident. Sorry, Jeremy. Oh, we're... Oh, did we? Now we're all fucked up. Hersinian. <laughs> Yay. Good good recall, Taylor. Amber Crellin. Sarah Segovia. Uh, Theodore Sellen. Janet Uter. Purple Dragon. And Tim Jacobson. Yay. Thank you all very, very much. We really appreciate it. If you, dear listener, would like to become a Patreon supporter, you can do so very easily by going to patreon.com slash godlessrevolution, where you can contribute as little as $1 per episode. And then you get fun stuff. You get... Extra episodes every now and then. You get extended episodes. You get clips from the cutting room floor, extended outtakes, a song at the end of the episode. You get the episode before everybody else. All of those benefits can be yours for the low, low price of $1 per episode. Uh, And we would appreciate it very much. Tell your friends, tell your family, rate us on all the places. And uh, listen, send us show ideas. Give us a call. Send us text messages. Participate in all the things. Um, I like when people do that. That's a lot of fun. I like interacting with people. I've just been a little busy to get around to responding or to replying to different things. And that's my bad. And I'm sorry. I'm going to try to do better. Uh, yeah. Thanks. I'm, I'm going to go find out what the dogs are doing. Our lives are all settling down a little bit right now. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Which has been the issue of the ongoing delays in podcast. And we hope you all, uh, can recognize that uh, we don't do this full time, and we apologize for that. Yeah. I wish we could. <laughs> yeah, we are we are not certain podcasting crews who do this as a full time job. Have like five different podcasts. Yeah, that would <laughs> yeah. be fun. But yeah, that would be no, be awesome. no, God, no, <laughs> really? no. <laughs> I like the security of the I, position that I have at work now. Yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah, I like eight, uh, to I'm be eight years from retirement. <laughs> I. I like not having audience caption. Like I, I enjoy the fact that um, we can do our show like largely just being us, you know, and I've seen other shows significantly change as their audiences have changed. Yeah. And I enjoy that we can just do our own thing. Yeah. Yeah. It is true. Yeah. Well, thanks fellas. Yeah. Love you both. Enjoy yeah. talking to you. Uh, enjoy the rest of your night. Yeah. Later, Ciao. fellas. Oh, and you guys like I don't think we've we've recorded since uh oh, since Sophie, Sophie died. passed away. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, she was a terrible fucking dog. But <laughs> well, I like Sophie. <laughs> she could I be liked her. she could be really cute and there are some specific circumstances under which I miss her on occasion, but it's also been kind of a relief like <laughs> Because, well, Tracy and I have both said that, like, she was she was really cute and really cuddly and, and could be, you know, she could be fun, but 
By and large, I just like the fact like, that I could pick her up and she would sit right there and I'd just pet her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, she could be super cute, but she was mm-hmm. also a real fucking pain in the ass, man. Like, mm-hmm. there's there's no longer accidents in the house. You know, we don't have to clean up yeah. pee and poop that some asshole dog is just like, no, fuck you. I'm going to shit right here. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll just, we'll just, we'll just do it now. We'll, we'll just, just roll with it. Go right into it. Okay.